Welcome back to the DJ Sessions, where we present to you the best DJs and producers from around the world. I'm your host, Aaron. Right now, I'm sitting in the virtual studios in Seattle, Washington, with none other than one of our other residents from Seattle, Washington, or at least living in Seattle, Washington, Synergy. Synergy, how's it going this afternoon? I'm great. Thank you. Great to see you. Great to be here. Yeah. Isn't it finally awesome to see some sunshine in Seattle? Seriously. <laughs> I've I'm like, stop raining for like five minutes. I mean, I, I just, I keep talking to a lot of people about it, and you know, internally about a lot of the stuff that we do, but I keep saying, I can't wait to go to Arizona. I can't wait to go to Arizona. Not to <laughs> Arizona, but I can't wait to bring everyone else down to Arizona. So it's just going to be a really great time when all that hits off, because then there'll be more sunshine, more fun. There's so much sunshine. Exactly. And, and, and um, speaking of sunshine, speaking of energy, Synergy, where did your name come from? Where did your DJ name come from? Okay, so it kind of has like two origin, like two flows, right? Like the origin of it is my favorite cartoon as a kid. Um, mm -hmm. for, for fans out there watching, everyone will know Gem and the Holograms. One uh -huh. of the best cartoons, right, of the 80s. Um, Synergy was Gem's computer um, who made sure she like had what she needed, who taught her things about music and life right after, after Jem's parents died, right? Always that tragic <laughs> cartoon storyline. Wow. Um, and so as a teacher, right? So I'm sure we'll get to some of my other life stuff, right? Like yeah. being a teacher, like, I've always really thought like <laughs> the computer that Synergy was like the least like recognized character <laughs> on the show. She was like the linchpin, right? Um, and teachers are the linchpin like of our society and and wish that we all had much more more love and respect than than we often get. And so thinking about that too, like even the word synergy, right, is about harmony, about that balancing of of forces. And boy, could we use that right now? <laughs> mm -hmm. And that does perfect segue into what you actually do for a living because you know, not, I doubt there's a lot of people in your profession, especially the caliber, where you're at in your profession, that do what you do. Tell us a little bit about what your day job is. What do you do? So so my day job, right, I kind of feel like Bruce Wayne, like Batman or <laughs> something like that. Um, like how many cartoon references can I use in this interview? Um, as so many I, I just I just received, and folks who know anything about being a professor will understand this, I just, I was just granted promotion and tenure. So starting in the fall, um, I'll be an associate professor of social studies education and multicultural education at the University of Washington Bothell. So, right, so my day job is, um, is working with future teachers uh, who are students at the University of Washington and also doing research on curriculum in K-12 and doing advocacy work, um, which sometimes gets me hate mail, but that's what the delete button's for, um, right? <laughs> um, advocating for, you know, better and improved, you know, opportunities for students and teachers across, you know, education. And what was it that actually, after, I mean, not only that, you're, you're a published author too, correct? I, I am. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I mean, you've, you've had works, how many books have you had come out? You've had a couple. Um, so my, so my third co-edited book is coming out uh this month actually like we're just finishing the index um which is like like where are we gonna find that word how many pages is it on um and so this i'm and then i'm working on books four and five actually right now wow 
But those will come out in like two or three years. So, so what made you want to get into DJing then? I mean, it sounds like you have a wonderful career. It's fun in that. And you just say, oh, I'm going to step over here and get into the DJing and do the DJ thing. Like, like in the negative five minutes I have <laughs> in the week. Um, the, I mean, I've always loved music. I'm a classically trained vocalist. So I've been singing and, and been in musical groups since I was a kid. Um, and so I've always been drawn to music. I use music in my teaching um, and now teach future teachers how to use music as a text with students to not only learn, um, you know, and not only like music appreciation, but think about music as a way to understand history, civics, right? Even like there are professors using music to do mathematics, right? Because if we think about that. So um, I think it was a natural progression, I suppose. And just meeting some, meeting some really amazing people like yourself when I moved out here three years ago um, and learning more about electronic music, music. I mean, I had known what it was, right, from going out, but I'd never really, you know, delved into it from the artistic point of view. Um, and I'm just, I just love it. And so to me, it's a, like, it's not only like not a break from my everyday, but a nice like avenue with which to think about what I do from a creative, from a, from a differently creative like venue. And were you into electronic music before that? Were you going nightclubbing or going to raves or events? No, I had never been like, I don't think I had ever been to anything that could be classified as a rave. Um, but I'm like, I'm like, um, but when I lived overseas, I, I went like my introduction to this music was really like the nightclubs in Europe. So whenever I tell that story, people are like, uh, so like, those are big time, <laughs> the big time clubs. <laughs> yeah. Like, I had no idea. You know, I was in my early twenties. Like I didn't know anything. Right. Like no squat when you're in your early twenties. Um, and just, I mean, I loved the energy. So like it had always kind of been in my like life terrain. I had just never really seen it or thought about it or like been part of it in any way from the artist side. And what is your ultimate goal in, in being a DJ? I mean, I would, I would really love, and I'm like learning this kind of as I go in as doing like music production. So not only getting to play and engage with audiences, you know, from the DJ point of view, but I really would love to like continue like growing in my ability to create music. So really thinking about like that first that first question you asked, right? The origin of my name, like thinking about what I do, the passion I have for education, the passion I have for social justice, and that needing like that need we now like we need to have these hard conversations in society. Music is a great way to like bridge that that threshold. Um, so like thinking about creating tracks that are not only fun to dance to and like get people going, but also like gives you these moments of like learning um, and engagement. So it's kind of like, like my nerd music. <laughs> nerd music. If, um, it's like a whole new EDM subgenre. It's going to be like nerd house or something. <laughs> since you've been diving into this world, who would be, if you could choose one, who would be the most favorite DJ 
that you listen to. This can answer. This can actually be a two-parter. DJ, and then we'll follow up with producer as well. If you could choose one DJ that you could like see and go see or meet in concerts with my top DJ, you want to fangirl all over. <laughs> and why? I'd like totally have my moment because because he's both. Um, it's Boris Brecha. I just I have just loved his his music and just even thinking about like the history of like his his music and like his shows um and the way that like he engages with his audience and the way that he's like he he doesn't have any rules per se about the type of music that he makes or he plays if it's what feels right it's it's what he makes like he doesn't and I've even like seen interviews with him where he's like, I'm not going to be like stuck in a box by like a certain definition of a, you know, of a type of electronic music. Um, you know, so sometimes people are like, how do I hashtag this track? You know? And he's like, whatever. Um, I also really love um, oh God, Ben Bomer. Just saw Ben Bomer a couple of weeks ago here in Seattle. And what I love about Ben Bomer's shows is like he's you know he's making music start to finish so like he's not only incorporating right that DJ kind of vibe and getting people going and dancing and having a good time and really making like a beautiful ambiance in the club but he's like really like truly like art artistically expressing like all the different ways that like electronic music can be made now you described two very well-known DJs. How about a, a, a producer? Do you do you follow producers and, and tracks that are made? And who would be one of your favorite top producers? Like you would try to always look up to and say, I like the way that person produces tracks. I like what their sound is. Who would be your top producer that you'd like to meet, shake hands with and, and pick their brain? That's a hard question. <laughs> That's a really hard question because so many of the the artists that I follow and maybe because I'm like so new still to this like world I'm like I like I'm trying to like understand like where like going kind of against what Boris teaches but I'm like where does everybody fit like how are people identifying themselves like are you DJ are you producer are you both um and like I've always like been really interested um, in following how the Ajunity like crew puts their music together, like and think thinking about it, you know, from a production side, um, as well as like kind of like whoa, like here we are, this like umbrella of artists is pretty cool. Like I kind of like think about the way that you bring the DJ sessions together. Like we're all so different, but also like similar because we all have this like love for the music and the different ways that we approach it. So I like think like, it's so cool to be around people um, and to see how like different artistic like groups or producers or, you know, however people are identifying themselves in this world, right. Think about it, not only of, as their like individual identity and like what they want to contribute, but how it contributes to like the whole Totally. And, and speaking of contributing to the whole, one of the things that you like to do is you like to cook. And I think of my mouth <laughs> hole, food comes down my hole, into my throat, into my belly. You do like to eat. You are a foodie, for sure. 
in and the best possible sense. <laughs> you like to eat as well. I do. But what I really, really want to know is the other day I saw something on, on Facebook or your Instagram. And you had these two huge like plates of meat. And you said, <laughs> this is for Nico and Odin. Yeah. Tell us about Nico and Odin. These guys right here. Right there. These two, these two hams who are who are not about that interview life. And I want to say, I was preparing a dinner that I would make for myself, which actually is for maybe about six to 10 people. Uh, <laughs> tell us a little bit about Nico and Odin. Nico and Odin are my baby boys. They are three-year-old um, twin, uh, half pit bull, half Staffordshire Terrier. Um, they are total love bugs but their combined weight is about 220 pounds um but they you know who needs a weighted blanket when you've got them you know so i have zero personal space i've had to over the it'll be two years this october that that we rescued each other um and you know just getting to learn to know them but also like you know cooking five pounds of pork tenderloin <laughs> and everyone's like can i be your dog um, can I come to your house? I love to spoil them. They're just, they're my babies. You know, I don't have human kids, so I got to spoil somebody. And, you know, I'm trying, I'm trying to set boundaries of like spoiling my students being like, I'm like, you need to turn your assignment in. Um, so <laughs> spoiling, spoiling my pups. And they're just, they love electronic music too. They don't like it too loud though. Like they're more like, like, shh, like turn it down. Um, but that's who I was. That's who I. That's who I meal prep for. I had marrowbone roasting marrowbones and pork tenderloin. Yeah, it looked like you were getting ready to make some bone marrow soup with pork. <laughs> I mean, I for their their birthday, the, for their birthday, I grilled them each a ribeye. Yeah. So the people are like, um, "Are you inviting humans to the birthday party?" Uh, right. <laughs> Right. And I've been over to your place. We've had some really fun times DJing, doing stuff over there, hanging out. Beautiful place. I know you're doing a remodel right now. Can't wait to see that. Is it, is it done? Um, the contractors are coming tomorrow to finish the floors and the new trim. Yes. Awesome. 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 So, so um, just wanted to get a side note of the foodie stuff in there. Cause I see this sometimes if people don't understand it and see it online. They're like picnic over at Sarah's dinner over at Sarah's. Oh, I know. I'm, and like, I, like, oh. I, I, I love cooking for people. Like my mom, you know, my mom is the second oldest of nine kids from a Cajun family in New Orleans. Right. So she was raised and then, you know, raised us to cook family style, you know? So like I'll make something for me and I'm like, well, I'm going to probably eat this for a week because it's enough for like 15 people. Um, so I love cooking for people. I think food is a way to express, you know, love and care for people. Um, I can always tell when something is when someone cooks and they absolutely hate it or they hate the people they're cooking for. I'm like, um, uh, <laughs> but I love to cook and like love to see people enjoy the food that I make. So like that's like a whole other like like. The cooking sessions. <laughs> yeah. Wait, but you know, I do have a series that I've been trying to launch. I'll go one of my 15 series, right? I mean, how, like all the projects. Yeah. It's uh, it's actually called the DJ Sessions Presents Beats and Eats. Wow. That's fun. Uh, actually, I have a conversation with this first chef who's going to come on 
the show again. He was one of the first original resident DJs on the DJ sessions 12 years ago, uh, Dark Mark. So he's coming back into the fold. We're getting him back in track. But enough about him. We'll be talking to him later. Um, who has been your biggest influence when it comes to your career as a DJ and why? Hmm. That's a really, really powerful question. Um, I think musically, you know, whether it's electronic or otherwise, I think my students are my biggest like influence and my biggest um, like inspiration for continuing because like when, when I've seen them use music, like for their own learning or, or use music in their own teaching, the way that it lights up the whole space is just amazing. And particularly like with students who, for whom like reading a book or like, like reading is challenging in a number of ways, music is a different kind of text that you can read without like this pressure to be like, like, proficient or like a fast reader because like I'm not a fast reader like people are always surprised at that because they're like will you write books I'm like not quickly like I write about as fast as I can read like you know so like thinking about the ways that you know music can like transcend like different kinds of like texts that that people engage with that sometimes bring them down or like give them struggles and like even like my brother my brother has always been, has always been and like challenged with dyslexia. So like he hates to read because it's, you know, it's challenging and he didn't have the support from teachers to, you know, really develop the skills to like, be, you know, to overcome that. But like, he's always loved music and like can talk about lyrics like forever. Um, and like students can too, but I'm like, I'm like, that's reading. It's just different. So I think about that as like, that's a really like important part of like what keeps me thinking about like ways I can be part of music um, and use it for, you know, the, the greater good for lack of a better phrase. <laughs> now, um, you mentioned your students, do they know you as a DJ? Do they, does your class and people that you teach, they know that you actually do the CJ thing? <laughs> so they've they, they've started they've started to catch on and i've shared some of the like dj sessions um events with them and they just like freaked out like they were like ah! um they were so excited um and also were like they're like they literally like they're like do you really like stay out till like two three four o'clock in the morning i'm like no boo like <laughs> I'm I'm not doing that shift <laughs> for shows, but like they think it's really fun. And what's really cool is like as I'm starting to like continue to learn about DJing and music production, like there's actually like other professors out in the world who actually do this too. It's one of those like really fun. I'm like, oh, I didn't know you did an album. Like, <laughs> what's your DJ name? So it's like this low key. Like at a, I, I was literally just at a conference and people are like, oh yeah, like I DJ too. So then like we started talking about like, we should totally do like, I don't know, like a professor, professor festival or something. Um, Cause it's just really fun. And my students are like, they're like, wow, like you're, you're not like, you're a nerd, but like in the best way, like you're cool. I'm like, thanks. <laughs> so uh, um, your genre that you, you spend, what do you, what did you have a particular 
set genre that you're you're set in or are you are you exploring other genres or first of all what is the genre that you would say you primarily stick with and then maybe if there's other genres you'd like to explore what's your primary genre that you play i would say that like i've no i've been noticing that i'm most drawn towards like trance and like progressive house um i definitely and like love for everyone who likes it I, I can definitely tell you like which genres i'm like not like really a, not that i'm not a fan of them but i'm like i'm like that's just like i i appreciate that as like someone who appreciates music but I'm, i've been noticing like i don't have things like like drum and bass or <laughs> like dubstep you know like those things like are not showing up when like i'm going through and listening to tracks and like tagging them as things that i like and then seeing like what you know genres they're the those producers are flagging them as um i definitely like uh, i'm really trending towards more of like the progressive house trance like realm and if you could play one local club night in seattle where would that be and why Oh my, this is like the ultimate question, right? Because like, I actually have zero clue because here's, here, here's the tea, right? I moved here, in, <laughs> I moved here in the fall of 2019 for my job at UW and then the pandemic hit. Like I literally, like I got to go to Aura last night for the first time and it was lovely. Like I, I thought it was a really lovely venue. Like I haven't gotten to go, like that's the first, like I've been, and I've been to Monkey Loft before the pandemic happened but like i haven't gotten a chance to go anywhere like truly so like i don't know a lot about you know maybe like what was before or like what's going to be now if if we're ever like truly after the pandemic um i i haven't really gotten to to see places so like i hear people like you know like my friends like you and and eric and and other folks will talk about places and like no idea what you're talking about because i've never been there because i moved here and then the pandemic happened (laughs) so i mean i like i'm like i just i generally am the kind of person who's like i'm open to anything and like experiencing you know experiencing life and stuff and if it works like it if it works it works if it's not i'm like well that was a good learning experience won't be going there again <laughs> well the cool thing is that we work really closely with or nightclub there's gonna be a lot of big things coming up but i think you know this as well because i'm very active and tell everyone about everything on the disc well i tell everyone with every dj sessions crew number. on the discord <laughs> And then you play it coy on Facebook. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, but um, we're also working closely, going to be working closely with Aura Nightclub down in Arizona. And that's A-U-R-A, by the way, not O. Oh, not O-R-A. Not A O-R-A. different Aura. <laughs> Some cool stuff's going to be happening there. So um, we'll definitely have to get you on a walk through the, the tour of the city here. But, um, you know, I'm just... You know, I'm, that's right. I, I completely forgot you moved here three years ago. And yeah, there wasn't much to go out and see other than the DJ session stuff that we were able to <laughs> we wrote the playbook on how to do safe events. Yeah. I mean, really, like that was my I mean, my introduction to you was at Gasworks Park, um, which was great. Like, I loved that, you know, whole setup and you were, you know, really keeping in line with, you know, keeping people safe and like love just putting my headsets on and like walking around i was like this is really cool <laughs> thank you and there'll be more of those coming up here shortly um so, everyone follow along from the website 
what, what's been the best piece of advice that you've been given so far when it comes to DJing? Be yourself. Like, really, like, if, if you love, like, if I love or, like, if you love the music, it'll, people will feel it. Like, it, that, that's the biggest um, piece of advice I've received about DJing. And it totally fits with what I've always learned about music generally. Um, and I think that extends to a, a lot about, like, either work or other passions. Like, if you love it, other people will love it because they'll feel that energy and they'll feel that love like coming through. If you hate it, they'll know. <laughs> and they're like, they'll be like, why are we even here? You don't even want to be here. <laughs> and do you still get nervous when you get on stage, when you play in front of people, or is that something that kind of goes away after you've done it a couple times? No, if the nerves are always there and I actually appreciate the nerves because I think it keeps me, conscientious of what I'm doing um and it's the same with teaching and or like public speaking um right if if I get too comfortable then I fear that I'll lose the sense of like the reason why I'm doing this and so it's not to like keep myself scared or like anxiety ridden but to like I want people to understand like what I'm doing and to appreciate what I'm doing because I appreciate what I'm doing and I'm doing it for a reason, right? I'm doing this for like, whether it's a, you know, DJing or a public speaking event, right? I want to engage with that public in that time that I have with them. And so like wanting to remain, you know, aware and cognizant and like the nerves eventually like ease, like once you start the flow, but I always have that kind of like, ten, like first 10 minutes and you're just like, <laughs> I don't know anything about that because I'm not a DJ. <laughs> but yeah, I, I could totally relate to that as the same as getting up on stage and public speaking or, you know, putting yourself out there. I remember once, that even though I'd been on stage a number of times, I was working doing AV work for the hotels as a manager of the AV department. And I didn't know what to do when I went up on stage, like if a battery were to die or I had to go up on stage because I got nervous just even going and doing some technical stuff on a stage in front of a thousand people. Oh, totally. And you're just like, oh, hey, you got to go. And they go, oh, wow, that worked. And, you know, or. Yeah. Like I've even, I've even like blacked out in the sense of like not remembering any of the like events like I I was I was invited to give a keynote address at the Smithsonian in DC like I don't remember the experience at all other than like getting there and getting to go into the green room right to get ready and whatever and then like the rest of it on like afterward my friend who was there I was like how did it go because I don't remember anything that I said <laughs> I was in this like totally like other <laughs> survival mode or like I was so nervous. Like, I don't even remember it. <laughs> That's crazy. Well, hopefully we'll get you on some bigger stages in front of some bigger people and, and more crowds soon here. And you will remember every experience that you have. That would be awesome. <laughs> question before we go. I actually got two more questions, but one, one final question. If you were to go to a party and then after hours, you were to go to eat food, would it be pizza or hamburgers? Oh, Joe, why, why are you dropping that question on me, Darren? That's not nice. That's the hardest question you've asked me yet. 
I mean, my nickname when I was little, like I have several nicknames, but like, you know, people always thought of me as like the hamburglar when I was little, because I mean, like me and cheeseburgers are just like, you know, we understand each other. Um, So I would probably be like a cheeseburger because also like growing up on the East Coast, I'm very like particular about my pizza, you know, because where I grew up on the East Coast, like was just, you know, not far from New York. So if it's not New York style pizza and there's like the appropriate fold, like that's like a whole other interview. Um, I'm like, what is this? What? And we're not even going to talk about pizza casserole from the Midwest. <laughs> talking about pizza casserole another time. Casserole. I mean, it's delicious, but it's a casserole. <laughs> Anything else you want to let our DJ Sessions fans know about before we let you get back to writing awesome books, being an associate professor of the UW and, and social studies and multicultural uh, the big old title that you got. Anything else you want to let our DJ Sessions fans know before we let you get going? Um, just, you know, uh, thanks for being along for the journey. Like this is so like exciting and nerve wracking and I'm still learning everything. And I just, I love the fans and how like you know, open and accessible people have been and just being like, cool, like, you know, and, and if you mess up, you no, know, like no one says anything. They're just kind of like, keep going, you know? So it's just been a beautiful like journey. And I just keep hoping it grows because people are just so kind and, you know, that's what we need more of. Absolutely. Well, thank you again for being a part of the show and being one of the resident DJs on the DJ sessions. Thank you, Darren. Yeah, if you want to see more of Synergy, Go to the website, thedjsessions.com, go to the residence page, click on it, check out, follow us on the socials, TikTok, Instagram, Twitter, The DJ Sessions. You can find us on Facebook as well. It's at ITV Live, The DJ Sessions. But that's where you're going to find us and everything that this lady is up to on The DJ Sessions. For the virtual sessions, I'm Darren. That's Synergy, a.k.a. Sarah. And we will be seeing you on next time because you know what happens on The DJ Sessions. The music never stops.